This is a special message from the Zimbabwe International Book Fair. The book fair will be hosting its annual book fair uh, next week from the 2nd to the 5th of August at Harare Gardens. The theme for this year's book fair is Making the Book Pay. So I believe if there are any aspiring authors out there or any authors who'd like their books to make some money for them, this is the event for you to attend. I'll probably be there. I haven't started writing books yet, but you know, Maybe soon we'll have a politics and beyond book. So make sure you make it to the book fair if you are in Harare next week from the 2nd to the 5th of August. Back to your regular programming. And now, and now. Capital 263. Good day. Welcome to another episode of Max at Match. We are out here in the studio. My name is Josh at at underscore six <laughs> underscore legend on Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook um, on Josh K. Zawe. This is Max at Match and we're proudly brought to you by Capital 263. Free to say it, free to do it. I'm in the studio as usual with my boy. Lizwe, how's it? Yeah, yeah. How's it, Josh? I'm Leka Leka. My name is Lizwe. At Lizo C on Twitter, um, Lizo Chitanganya on Facebook. Joshua, back on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, the profile is still there. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I oh. visit it occasionally <laughs> Just when, when, when some political things happen in the country. <laughs> Just to check up on, on what on Facebook. Right, so, if yeah. you're looking for this flag movement, uh, people, Josh is one of the prominent uh, hey, ones. Hey, bro, 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 He's bro. reserving his Facebook account specifically <laughs> to promote for, this flag <laughs> for the elections. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But yeah, We're man. not friends if you're not registered as a yes, voter. Man. Register to vote 2018, guys. Come on. And when, when the time, I like, I like the tweet um, that was posted earlier on Twitter by, by uh, the one of the hosts for Politics and Beyond, Chris yeah. Charamba. He said, when the right time comes, vote for Zimbabwe. Standard. Yeah, man. I do hope uh, people know that uh, voting for Zimbabwe is not voting for Nkosa Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But now, we're not politics beyond. We're Mike's at match and we're here to talk sport. Yeah. Uh, and as usual, uh, we're here. We're about to dissect some local sports in this particular episode. We've got an interesting interview that's coming up later. But right, but right now, uh, to kick off the show, we're going to start with the Zimbabwe Sables. Our rugby team. Damn, man. Don't know. Yeah, damn, man. Damn, damn, damn. I felt like crying over the weekend. Well, just we... say you cried, Lisa. It's okay. Okay, yeah, I did. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, was, it wasn't due to the to the sables. It was because I was trying to cut some onion yeah. and uh, some tears popped yeah, up. Yeah, just 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 as the mess, as the match ended. <laughs> exactly. The same time. Coincidence. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, I know it happens a lot. Eh? <laughs> Quite a lot. Yeah. Man. So Zimbabwe lost to Kenya sadly, forty-one twenty-two or something like that. But it yeah. was just a. Embarrassing in Hartsfield in Blawayo, the crowd was out. Uh, Cresta Sports was out. You know, everyone was expecting big things, but uh, yeah, it, it wasn't to be. Eh? Kenya just then, showed uh, us that we were still far, yeah, far, but, far. But really, I, I think um, the result wasn't far from what anybody would expect. Considering, really, yeah, man, I, come on, Kenya is a powerhouse. After the performance against Namibia, I Na- thought, Namibia is not a powerhouse. It's Na- Namibia is just Kenya. Is the biggest team right now in terms of 15s rugby. Kenya, yes, they are best at 7s rugby. But when it comes to 15s rugby, Namibia is the best, the current holders of the Gold yeah, Africa uh-huh, uh-huh. Africa Gold Cup, you know, right now. And 
after the performance against Zimbabwe, you know, losing by five points, I thought Kenya this yeah, time yeah. we had forty-one twenty. My gosh, yeah, I was man. just so humbled. I just, <laughs> I just felt like yo, a yo, little bit. Yeah, well, it's it's the hope that counts, you know. If they, if they, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I I really expected um a loss anyway, so really? I, I wasn't hurt. I knew the same was going to lose, and they did lose, which is oh, which is okay. Um, but okay, but the, and then they um, play again this yeah, weekend. Yeah, they play again this weekend. Um, Tunisia. This weekend being um uh the what, what's the day today? Today is the twenty fifth when we're recording this. So it's gonna be twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. Exactly. <laughs> on the twenty ninth of July, they are playing at Harare Sports Club against Tunisia. I, I'm not sure about um the kickoff details, but we'll avail them on our page as soon as we get them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Oh, um, you can just follow Zimbabwe Rugby on Twitter. No, yeah. follow Maxit Match. Okay. Maxit Match will tell you about Zimbabwe. <laughs> oh, straight up, straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, let's come out in our numbers. The 29th of July is gonna be. Don't go to Lake July. Come, come to rugby. Uh, definitely. What's Lake July, by the way? Yeah, it's it's a ratchet item, bro. Josh, those are our sponsors. Bro. Those are our future sponsors. <laughs> but yeah, man, no, they should sponsor the right thing. They should sponsor Zim Rugby. Okay, man. Yeah, not, they should not like not July. Like, not like July. <laughs> but yeah, man, Zimbabwe Rugby is playing at our sports club on the 29th of July against Tunisia. Kickoff details will be available on the Maxit Match page. So just keep a lookout for that. And please, let's come out in our numbers. The crowd in Blue was fantastic. I was really proud of the sub- Blue Eye supporters. Yeah. So I read it, guys, come on, guys, let's let's do this. Let's come in our numbers. Let's support the Sables. Let's have fun. And yeah, man. We'll definitely be lit. Yeah, and, 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 and we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there, Max said match. And uh, if if you see us, um unfortunately now we don't have freebies at the moment. <laughs> we'll just take selfies and then And yeah. get your opinions on the yeah, match man, you know, as we definitely, go. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and then speaking of Zimbabwean sports. Oh my God! Here Another we go. disappointment this previous weekend on Sunday. <laughs> the Zimbabwean Warriors were playing against um, Namibia in the National Sports Stadium, Kugomba, um, and it was a Chan qualifier. Um, the winner goes into the next round of the qualifiers, and unfortunately, the Warriors were prematurely knocked out of the Chan uh, tournament. Um, prematurely. Yeah, it's pretty much it's premature. Yeah, yeah no, it's premature. Definitely, it's it's like when you're with your girlfriend and. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, man, uh, the the Warriors uh, were prematurely knocked out. That word now. <laughs> they were knocked out Joshua by Namibia. <laughs> they were knocked out by Namibia on Sunday, and the match ended one all after Prince Dewey put the put the Warriors in the lead in the first half, and then Namibia um, equalized in the second half. And then the match went to penalties, and Zimbabwe lost five four on penalties. The one penalty that we missed was uh, taken by the goalkeeper, and it was saved. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's it for Zimbabwe as far as Chan is concerned. Uh, and, um, I embarrassing think defeat, to be no, honest. But I, I think the Warriors wanted to focus on the elections because. But then elections why, are not, why, why are not else, even anytime soon. Why else would you be, would you get beaten by Namibia? Honestly, uh, perhaps the, the, it was a protest on the economy. You know, uh, tough I, times. You know, you know, I was I uh, I was unfortunate to be in the National Sports Stadium on the day. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and I was unfortunate to have the best view in that field. Oh damn it! I was in a in a certain bayway with very influential people. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you the free tickets, man? <laughs> hey, my nigga, don't ask questions. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, I watched the game, um, and to be honest, I, I couldn't really understand what was going on because, for starters, we had no idea what we were doing on the field. 
I, I, I really wanted to hear Sandy's um, so opinion on, on what happened because I wanted somebody to ask him what was the game plan. He kind of blacked out from the media. You know, he didn't really yeah. say much. He uh-huh. just... Oh, in, in typical fashion. Yeah, but after that, you know, Kosafa, that raised hopes for everyone or most sectors. We thought Sunday is going to do it with the Chan team. I didn't personally, but we in, bra- in, in quotes. <laughs> in quotes, yeah, man. Yeah, we thought he was going to maintain the same form, but one nil away to Namibia and a draw at home. Come just on, one nil. How, how can you... Anyway... I, I didn't actually go to watch the game because uh-huh. I thought it's obvious we're gonna come back like four or five ball, come on, goals it, back. It, 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 it was I, supposed to be like that. I didn't even need to watch it. I was just like, you know, maybe next round that's when I'll catch up. Uh, right, let me let me let me tell you, <laughs> of the eleven players that were on the field to begin with, mm-hmm. only one of them played like a proper footballer. Uh-huh. Uh What's his name? Uh, I know his first name. His first name is Praise. He's a right back. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, he plays uh, he plays for mine for if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And he was the only player who seemed to have some idea of what football is. <laughs> Everyone else was either booting the ball forward or passing it to the opposition. Oh my dear. That was that was that was all everyone did. We created no chances. The one goal that we scored was off a Namibian defender's mistake. Damn. We created none. We had one shot on target, which was the the goal. <laughs> okay, we had we had two because um what's his name? Um what they call him C C C C R seven R C seven Ronald Chitia. Yeah, he, he took a shot at goal at some point. And then there was this um seventeen year old who came on as a substitute. I think he's seventeen, eighteen in courts. Um <laughs> Is a, I, I don't want to mention his team because now I'm gonna seem like I have prejudice this against this team. But he plays for Yada. And, <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> and he had no idea what he was doing. All he did was jump over the ball a few times in attempted crossovers. Uh, and it was just a poor display from Zimbabwe all around. We get into the penalty shootout. We take a couple of confident penalties and then we give the goalkeeper a penalty. And I don't know why, why that happened. Of 11 infield players that were there. And that was the only one we missed, actually. Yeah, yeah. that oh. was the only penalty we missed, you know. So, I don't, I think, um, I think as far as, as coaching is concerned, uh, the Zimbabwe chapter, with this police of rotation that we've done, Sunday is done, as far as I'm concerned. I don't see him coaching Zimbabwe, the Warriors, anytime soon. I think yeah, it's either... Namibia, oh my yeah, gosh, man, you just on. have to quit for the whole you year. Really have, you Two really years, have. five years, you have to and just switch off. You know, it, it, it's, it's really sad that this is where Zimbabwean football is right now that we come from the back of winning Kosafa, then we get out, then we get knocked out by Namibia of all teams. Like that's that's just pathetic. Like, Very cocky display from the lads. Yeah, from, man. maybe even from the team management. Yeah, from and, and, and I don't, like throughout the match, he pulled an LVG. You know? <laughs> he was just seated. He was just seated there. Like everything was okay, wow. and the team couldn't string two or three passes. That's just simple passes. No, no tactical switches. Nothing. nothing. No, no tactical switches. No uh, particular game. You couldn't tell. Are we trying to use our wingers? Are we trying to look for our strikers with a long ball? Are we trying to penetrate through the midfield? Tivon Chafa looked lost on the field. Uh, it was just Abbas Amidu. Guys, it was just, it was just, it was just, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sad more than anything about the, 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 the performance by the Warriors during the weekend. And I, I think Sunday is done. I don't see Sunday 
coaching the Warriors again. I think um Norman Mapeza or Raman Gumbo are gonna have the shot in the next games, which are next year, I think. The Afghan qualifiers. Possibly we might have some friendlies, uh, September, November, always those international breaks. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, we know we never know with Zifa. You never yeah, know if they're gonna actually know. play or not. Yeah. So it, it, it's 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 of course I quite said that that's that's how the administration side of things is set up. And then Sunday also looked disinterested, like it's like ah, I'm just here. I I put the team on the field and that's, that's it. it. That's 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 the best I'm gonna do. It's really it's really sad that the display by Z and the numbers, the number of people that attended the game was quite quite, it was much better than I expected. Wow. It was much, much, much better than I expected. On the back of that Kosafa performance. Yeah, so everyone wants to watch. Want everyone wants to watch, watch the yeah. Warriors to say, listen, this is we want to back our team. Uh -huh. And then they get that peasant, <laughs> peasant like performance from the players. And you wonder why people don't come to this food to the stadium to watch to watch the Warriors. Yeah. Zifa uh, needs somebody needs to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Ziffer, come on, guys, fix it. Uh, it's funny you say that because in the interview on this episode, we actually um, speak to Ziffer communications manager Kodisani yeah. Guisela, and he has some interesting, you know, statements about the performance of the team, how they're proud of it, but and he justifies. You I, know, I wonder if he's so proud <laughs> after the performance <laughs> during the weekend. That's the thing, you know. And how can we lose a whole Zimbabwe losing to Namibia, to Namibia of all, of all teams? We, all due respect to Namibians who are going to possibly listen to the show. You know, <laughs> your team has nothing on Zimbabwe. It really, really, really. That loss. Really nothing. That loss, my it gosh. Yeah, man. You should and be proud. The Namibian coach was all out and he was saying that, you know, Zimbabwe team actually used uh, players from the Caps United team that was playing the Champions League. Um, all these experienced players who have been in an active league, whereas in Namibia there's no active league right yeah. now. The, Nam no the, Namibia, the Namibia national team was in camp for three months. <laughs> three, they had nothing to do but just sit in camp for the three whole months. That's hectic. That's, uh, that's the state of Namibian football. And we have active players who are losing to freaking Namibia of all freaking teams. Yeah, yeah. I just anyway, <laughs> the reason why this uh, this um, particular interview wasn't released earlier is because we wanted to to see how the Warriors perform and to hear if the things that Kolani says will tally with the performance of the Warriors. And so we're gonna leave you to judge that, and we're gonna leave, I'm gonna leave you in the hands of Lizwe and Slim, and they're gonna have. Colin in the studio, and this is what they had to talk about about Zim football, Zim football development, and all that. So, and yeah, just hit us up on our pages. Tell us what you think. Max said, Match on Twitter, Capital 263. Follow them, guys. They are, they are like, they are like our mother. <laughs> but they, they tell us free to say it, free to do it. Exactly. And register to vote yes, sir. 2018. And uh, before you go, just another sad, uh, on another sad tip, uh, Zimbabwe under 17 is losing nil to Malawi. I, I was trying to avoid that conversation. <laughs> I was trying to, ah, after uh, everything, I all was, the hype. I was, I was trying. I was. I was really trying to avoid that, 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 that because I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's worth our time. To Too many honest. L's in just one episode. The under 17s are not worth our time. From that display, they're not worth our time. Yeah, yeah. So, listen to the interview and let us know what you think. This is Max at Match, and it's brought to you by Capital Two Six Three. Hi, my name is Tolisani Kwesela, Zifa Communications Manager. You are listening to Mike Set Match.
Okay, so as promised earlier, we are joined by Zifa Communications Manager, Mr. X Gwesela. How are you, sir? Thank you very much. My name is Olisani Gwesela. Mr. Olisani Gwesela. It's going to be a tough time for uh, my friend Shingi uh, trying to say Olisani. <laughs> I'll just say Mr. Gwesela. <laughs> yeah, but uh, how are you, Mr. G? I'm fine. Yeah. Um, how are you doing well? I see you are doing well with this digital revolution. No, that's uh, what we're trying to push. Uh, how are you feeling after the Kosafa victory? I guess that's the main topic at the Zifa offices currently. Very delighted. The boys made us proud by lifting the fifth Kosafa Castle Cup. Mm -hmm. It has confirmed that Zimbabwe is in, indeed a Southern Africa football powerhouse. And very soon, the boys have fired warning shoots that they're heading to Africa, to the African powerhouse. Uh, that is good. Uh, and that is very confident uh, on the back of our performance at AFCON, which wasn't really convincing, but, you know, we're dominating Kosafa. Um, that's a very bold statement there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see major improvement within our football. Tomorrow, our boys leave for Namibia, where they will clash against the brave warriors of Namibia in the 2018 African Nations Championship Chan qualifiers. Mm -hmm. Already they've declared victory. They are confident. <laughs> that's what we like to hear. Very confident, very happy, and the mood in camp is very high. We them all the best, and we say, go, let's go. All right, great. So um, I think one of the major topics that's been um, facing Zifa right now has been the issue of the coaches. We have one coach managing the one national team and another coach managing the Kosafa team. And we were supposed to have another coach taking over Chan team, but suddenly um, Sandy Chizamba will take, you know, control also at the Chan. Can you just uh, explain what's really happening with that uh, decision? Because we, we've been talking about it a lot and we have no answers yet. We as Zifa, we communicate through our official platforms, through our website, through our social networks, at online Zifa, that is our Twitter, Hindu, Zimbabwe Football Association, our Facebook page. We made it clear that we are going to have two different coaches for different national teams. We said Sanjay Zambo was going to be in charge of the Kosafa team. Mm -hmm. And we had already appointed Nomara, Nomen Mapeza, to take charge of the Africa Cup of Nations team. Mm -hmm. And we had indicated that after the Kosovo tournament, depending on the results, we're going to make another appointment for one to take charge of the Chan team. We never mentioned that we had appointed Raman Gumbo. But as usual, it is our media that speculated. They speculated, probably they were setting some agendas. <laughs> we don't know. They speculated. But now they say Zifa announced. There's nowhere where Zifa announced that we are going to have three different coaches for three 
Kifara national team. So said, Tanya Zama will take charge of the Kosava team. Norman Mapeza will take charge of the Africa Cup of Nations team. Only two coaches. And we said these coaches are not in competition. They will complement each other. Okay. Okay. Does, does this mean that when we now assemble our Afghan squad, um, we'll see Sandy Zamboa joining Nomara's team as well in terms of uh, the technical team that will be on the bench for the Afghan matches since that's the biggest tournament that we are chasing to be in right now? That will announce. But the Ziawe, Sandy Zamboa, member of a very powerful committee, the High Performance Technical Committee, mm-hmm. very respected coach, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any coach who can resist any advice from Sanjay Zamba. Okay, that is, that is uh, good. In terms of the playing style, though, um, just still on those coaches, do you think that it poses a challenge for our players that we have um, Nomara with his own way or style of play leading the Afghan team? Then we'll see uh, Sandej Zambo taking over the Kosovo team with some players that were in the Afghan squad, you know, playing a different, say, form of style of play from that of Nomara. Won't that be a challenge for, you know, the identity of our national team's football or type of play? Already I've mentioned Mm -hmm. that these coaches are not in competition. Okay. Complementing each other. Yes. They seek advice from each other. No man can seek advice from Sandej Zambo. Or vice versa. Again, the Chinese team is made up of local best players. Mm-hmm. Don't have any foreign best players participating in the Chan tournament. So I don't see where there's going to be any confusion. The Afghan team, it will be a blend, obviously, of the local boys and the foreign guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't see any confusion. And the, the public should understand that their roles are complementary. They're not in competition. They are not in competition. Both they have been schooled within the Ziva structures, within the CAF courses, same methodology in teaching, same football techniques. Yes, there might be different tactics here and there, but these are very knowledgeable coaches, very wise. I know they will complement each other and work together. Yeah. All right. All right. Um... In terms of uh, the teams and uh, the way they come in camp, um, we wanted to inquire on the progress of or the state of the Zifa village and where the players will be camping. Because we know they've been camping at um, a benefactor's uh, hotel and everything. So we, wanted to, we were wondering if uh, the Zifa hotel, is, the Zifa village is undergoing renovations and what arrangements will be done in the future in terms of camping of players? Let me reiterate that the Zifa village is a world-class facility. It was built from FIFA Go project. Mm-hmm. It was approved by FIFA yeah. so that national teams who came there. Mm-hmm. I've heard people saying Zifa village is in the bush, there are snakes. Those are falsehoods. <laughs> people try and decide their own agenda. Mm-hmm. I can invite you guys to go to the Zifa village. Very nice place. Very decent for people of our national teams. Mm-hmm. But we have a benefactor mm-hmm. who says, guys, I want to reduce your cost mm-hmm. for these guys in camping. Mm-hmm. I'll 
offer you food and accommodation. Mm-hmm. Zifa runs football on behalf of Zimbabweans. And the funding of national teams is not Zifa's responsibility alone. It is everyone's collective responsibility. Even if 263 church will say, I want to donate to the Warriors, we will never reject their, their aid. Neither are we going to reject whatever benevolence that they are giving us. So I would like to thank Prophet Makaya for the benevolence. I would like to thank him very much for what he has done to the Warriors. We are really grateful and we continue to appreciate. Okay, very insightful there from Mr. Kusela there. Okay, uh, what about in terms of young player development? Basically, the scouting of the young players to bring new players or new blood into the national team. How much um, funding or effort is put in bringing in new players as compared to just scouting the players that are already there that are already known in developing them into the national team? Let me explain. Football is undergoing a revolution. Mm-hmm. Football that we used to know in the 1990s is no longer the football that we know now. Recently, FIFA came up with a, a very splendid program called the club licensing. The concept of club licensing is meant to ensure that football becomes professional. It deals with infrastructure. It deals with the sporting issues. It deals with the personnel, employing qualified people for the right position, employing qualified people to run football, employing qualified coaches. That's what they say, you hear that, we are saying, no one can coach a Premier Soccer League club without CAF A. Mm-hmm. It deals with the legal framework, the rules and regulations. It deals with the financial framework, where we are saying each and every club should produce audit financial statements. It should make it very clear that it doesn't owe anyone. It should produce its own budget. It should present beyond the reasonable doubt that it has capacity to compete in a top-flight league. So okay. the concept of class blessing I've, I've also explained that it deals with the sporting criteria. Sporting criteria demand that each and every club should have a junior side. And once you have a junior side, you have to present to the football mother body which licenses the club. Zifa. Okay. That this is my junior development program. Mm-hmm. We have already started in most Premier Soccer League clubs, not all, you have junior sides. So these junior sides will cascade with the senior side, the national team. Even development efforts, we have seen them even at the regional level, where organizations like the COSAFA, where our president currently heads, they run these junior tournaments. They've, the under-20, last year it was hosted by South Africa, in North East province. Mm-hmm. We had the under-17, last year which was hosted by Madagascar. This year we have the under-17 tournament which is being hosted by Mauritius there in the Indian Ocean. So you would find that the current under-17 coach, Moses Chunga, has assembled a very powerful squad made up of very good stars. Mm-hmm. Those particular stars are going to cascade to national teams. Mm-hmm. So we are very serious about junior development. And next year, Zifa will embark on an under-19 league where each and every Premier Soccer League club 
to assemble an under 19 side that is going to compete nationally. Okay. So, should we have 18 soccer league clubs? We're going to have 18 under junior development sites. Wow, that's a very positive development there. Yes. This is actually so, great we, have, we have also mandated by FIFA. You see, we receive those grants from FIFA, the mm-hmm. forward grants, mm-hmm. specifically for junior development. And we have to appoint a technical director. The duty of the technical director is to identify grassroots benchmarks is to identify where grassroots can fit in to the senior side. So you realize that now we have also appointed provincial coaches. Each and every province is a provincial coach. The duty of these coaches is to scout talent in their respective provinces and to forward those skillful players to the national side. So as Ziva, we are very serious with junior development we have also we have an ambitious program of, of academies. You realize that there were a lot of academies that were not registered by ZIF. But okay. there are a number of academies that we have invited that are operating under our banner. Those particular academies can also feed to the senior side. Okay, yeah, because I was really going to ask in terms of the processes with uh, the football academies. Do they get registered with Zifa or can I just start my own football academy and have boys play in my backyard and call it a football academy, for example? What, what is, the, is there a process to it, to registering in a football academy? Right now, we've only largely heard of ACES and uh, maybe DC Academy, and, but there are so many other smaller football academies right across the country. Is there a process to getting them registered under ZIFA? In terms of FIFA articles, FIFA statutes, there's only one organization that is mandated to govern football in a particular country. Okay. It is what we call a federation, a football association. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we mean ZIFA. It is only ZIFA that is the power and the mandate to license and authorize clubs to operate. So what are the requirements for one to register an academy? We want to see the premises that they are going to use in scouting talent, the training ground, the training venues. We want to see your offices. We want to see your budget. You have to enlighten us on the age groups that they are going to use, the secretariat that mm-hmm. is going to run, qualifications for the technical team that is going to preside over those academies, you have to pay a fee to ZIFA, obviously. Mm-hmm. For any licensing purposes, it's not for free. You have to pay. You pay as legally as $520. So $520, that's my licensing fee. The license covers how long? It's an annual, the annual fee, $520 if you're starting every year. You then pay $200 annually. Okay. Um, just talking about academies and football development in the country, we see so many of these tournaments that are, you know, uh, for men's football, really. You know, Chibuku is coming in, um, the Net One Charity Shield, the, Zetan, uh, the Zimbabwe National Army Tournament, Charity Tournament. Um, there's so many of these tournaments that are highly publicized. I would call it that. 
for men's football? Are there similar tournaments being run for women? And is there similar development uh, programs that are being raised for women's football in the country? Because we saw our team last, was it last year when they went to all the way to South America? But, um, you know, I think our Zimbabwe men's national team has only been in Africa, has toured across Africa. But, you know, showing that our women's football is really doing very well. But um, it's nowhere to be seen when it comes to these big tournaments, elite tournaments, high-budget tournaments. Um, is there similar um, groups of tournaments or projects being run for women's football in the country? Let me categorically state that as a Zifa, we take pride in the emancipation of women. We believe women are not second-class citizens. They're just equal to men. Mm -hmm. Yes, what we do for men, we also do for women. But another challenge that we face in women, especially in coaches, we invite participants to participate in a certain course. Mm -hmm. We realize very few women apply. So we encourage women to apply for these particular positions to qualify and have good qualifications, the same as men. I can tell you that we only have one woman with a cafe, that is Tetele Lesbanda from Ublawa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the only woman that we have. Zifa is, is currently funding the Zimbabwe Women's Super League. It's being funded by Zifa. It's running, it has 23 top flight clubs. So Zifa, the same thing that it does for men, it also does for women. There's no way we can discriminate women. And the CAF, FIFA, COSAFA statutes require that we ensure equitable distribution of resources and the growth and development of the game. Well, we have realized, as you say, as, as Zifa, that women are not entering these training programs, especially for coaching, as you highlighted. What do you think are the barriers to entry? Why do you think women are not coming up and joining these um, programs? And what has Zifa done, you know, to try and, you know, maybe push even women to really participate in, in these uh, programs and so that they can be enabled as well to run, to manage these, some of the Premier League teams that are around the country? Probably the problem is probably the social fabric. You know, we, we survive in a society where women are viewed as lesser to men. But we, in football, women are equal to men. Yes, we encourage these women to participate in these positions, to participate in coaching, to participate as players, to participate as administrators. Mm -hmm. In terms of the ZIFA, um, is it the committee? Is it called a central committee? The the committee that you are a part of, are there is there not equal, but is there some representation of women in that board that runs Zifa in the country? Let me explain. Uh -huh. Zifa has fifty eight members, meaning fifty eight delegates participate in the Zifa decision making processes. That is the Parliament of Football, the Zifa Assembly. Mm -hmm. Women have four representatives. Premier Soccer League, 
18 premiers of the clubs. Provinces, 10 provinces are represented. It can be either a man or a woman, as long as a provincial delegate. Even in the regions, four delegates per region, you have the northern region, southern region, central region, and eastern region. Mm -hmm. You have beach soccer. Representatives can be either male or female. You have five aside. A representative can be either male or female. You have tertiary institutions. They provide two delegates. It can be either male or female. Mm -hmm. You have NAF, National Association of Primary School Heads. Two delegates it can be either male or female. You have NASH, the Association of school head, High School Headmasters. can be either male or female. So there are no barriers that block women from participating in ZIFA decision-making processes. But for four women delegates in the assembly, they should be women. No man is ever allowed to participate in representing women in the ZIFA assembly. Okay. Uh, that clarifies quite a lot. Um, we've just been joined by Swiss Munya. What's up? <laughs> Yo, what a, what a, how are you? Yeah, well, good. Uh, we've been uh, hosting Mr. Kulisan Gwesela right here, and he's been breaking down some of the processes that uh, Zifa have and are running currently. Um, yeah. Um, just uh, maybe one more question that I wanted uh, a bit of um, clarity on. You know, we've uh, had Zifa use a method of, um, this is now down to the Premier Soccer League uh, clubs, They've used a, a, a method of uh, finding football clubs in terms of uh, those that are a bit rowdy or that cause violence or match breakages in one way or the other. But we see that, you know, this consistently happens. Even if we find these clubs, we find, um, take for example, <laughs> I was going to choose for Highlanders, but uh, that cause chaos. Take for example, Caps United uh, fans. They're out this year, and they find Caps United is fined maybe five thousand dollars for the season. Then next year again, we see the same thing happening, and these clubs keep getting fined. But you know, there's no real end to you know rowdiness. What measures are being taken by Zifa to address this sort of situation where we are having so much crowd trouble, stopping some of the biggest matches in the country at critical points, and all we're doing is just finding these clubs but it seems to be a recurring prob problem over the years and there's no stop to it let me state explicitly that zifa condemns violence in strongest terms mm -hmm. we as the football mother body would not condone violence in whatever level mm -hmm. we believe violence threatens the sacrosanct values of the beautiful game, which are fairness, fair play, respect, peace, tranquility. Yes, we take great exception to this dubious distinction being exhibited by some clubs. We as Ziva, we had a meeting with the Premier League clubs, the meeting was even chaired by the minister, where we agreed that no illicit substance should ever be taken to any stadium. No bottles should be taken to any stadium. Mm -hmm. And no weapons 
should be taken to any stadium. Players should be identified. Those found guilty of causing mayhem in these stadiums who are going to invoke football statutes and deal with them accordingly. We made it clear that anyone who has been caught on the wrong side of the law, anyone who perpetrates violence, will receive a life ban. Never allowed near a football function. Never allowed near stadiums. So we are sending the message clear to those hooligans or to would-be hooligans. That is, Zifa has started a 24-hour surveillance system on all these stadiums. To deal with those perpetrators, who want to bring the game of football into disrepute. So let me take this opportunity to warn all those hooligans that we are going to ban you from attending football <laughs> matches. <laughs> the strong arm of law will also take its course. They're going to be prosecuted for causing violence. So we don't tolerate violence in whatever way. And we encourage the Premier Soccer League. It is the Premier Soccer League, remember, that is sanctioning these clubs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember, the Premier Soccer League is semi-independent. Yes. 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 As I have already mentioned, the 18 delegates are members of the Zifa Assembly. Mm-hmm. But the Premier Soccer League is semi-independent. It has its own disciplinary committee that it deals with those issues. But the appeal body is found at Zifa. So at Zifa, we support the Premier Soccer League in sanctioning rowdy and the violent the clubs that want to bring the game of football into disturbing the game of football. We don't tolerate that. All right. Uh, just one question. Um, in terms of club football in Zimbabwe, um, what is Zifa trying to do to try and increase the level of um, professionalism, including trying to help clubs secure their own stadia? Because I take, um, for instance, the match that did not finish because the goalpost had fallen and it was between the club or the owners of the ground. And if the club was the owner of the ground, that would have been an easy matter. So what is Zifa doing to ensure clubs are professional to the level of including, to the level of owning their own stadium? I think at the beginning of the interview, I explained about the concept of club licensing. Mm-hmm. Let me re-explain it. It deals with pillars like infrastructure, where we are saying clubs should use decent infrastructure. The stadium might be might belong to that particular club, or the club might lease that particular facility from a municipality. And what does infrastructure entails? The Zifa first instance body at the beginning of the year goes on to inspect that particular facility, identify areas that need improvement, recommend areas that need improvement. Mm-hmm. For example, in Zimbabwe, no facility is allowed to host more than 5,000 spectators that being approved. Each facility should host more than 5,000 and details to be approved. That's the infrastructure criteria. I've explained about the administration and personnel criteria. 
where we are saying this particular club should employ qualified people. The chief executive officer of a club should be degreed. He should employ a media officer who is qualified. He should employ an accountant who is qualified. He should employ general manager who is qualified. Mm-hmm. Protocol person, that particular person should be qualified. No one who is not qualified, who has not gone to tertiary education, is ever allowed near the administrative structure of a particular club. That's the administrative and personal structure. Then another structure is called, another level is called, the sporting criteria, where each club should produce evidence that is a junior development program. Okay. The junior development framework, junior teams, I've already explained that next year, will embark on the under-19 league. Then we move to the next criteria. The next criteria is the financial criteria. Clubs should operate like corporations, should operate like a private limited company, mm-hmm. should have a structure, you should produce audited financial statements, you should pay your workers, players, coaches in time, you should not owe anyone. And the audited financial statements should not be qualified, that should be clean. Should produce a budget, how you are going to run, how you are going to finance your activities when you are participating in a particular league. Then we have the last criteria is called the legal criteria. The club should adhere to certain statutes. I think my brother Keith here can explain further on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Keith is a good lawyer. He's a good lawyer. Thank you. You have to adhere to certain legal structure. Should you have a code of conduct for that particular club? Should abide within CAF, ZIFA, and the FIFA statutes. You should adhere to football legal framework. So those are the five criteria. So FIFA have, have ensured that each and every federation have explained that in a particular country, the only mandated organization to run football is the FA, and in this case ZIFA. So ZIFA is the power to ensure that these clubs are professional and adhere to the five criteria of club licensing. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Olisani. It's uh, been uh, a wonderful, exciting, uh, short and brief <laughs> interview uh, on the processes of, v- of, of ZIFA.